Welcome back. Welcome back. My name's Kip Killian. Welcome back to the LUQ. This is the League of Ultimate Questing. This is Kip Killian, your home for action and adventure. This is the Nexus Enterprise. My name is Kip Killian, voice of the LUQ, servant of the LUQ, voice of the Nexus. With me, as always, is the League of Ultimate Questing. My name is voice of the LUQ. Welcome back to more Edge of Your Seat Nexus Adventure. Stay tuned for more Kip Killigan, Servant of the Nexus Enterprise. Servant of the Nexus Enterprise. Voice of the LUQ. Servant of Nexus. Servant. 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 Stay tuned. The Lounge of Ultimate Questing has been infiltrated by four Pentadrone enforcers and Nexus officiates. They are here to take your lives. We are rolling initiative. Wow. <clears throat> Natural 20. Got a rockin' 12 over here. <gasps> 15 for Arvid. I have an uncharacteristically double-digit initiative. Harithex rolled an 18. Fantastic. At the top of the initiative, we have Chris. Uh, uh, you know, Chris just like reaches around, getting a like survey of everything, and he looks to each of the team members, just not knowing what to do and just ready to follow the next lead. So with that, let's activate that shard hide and start to reverberate. All right. You come to life with crystalline energy. Next in the initiative is Harithax. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> These things are going to fuck us up real hard. Mm-hmm. I think straight out the gate, it's it's time to go dino. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's time to fuck around. I, I think Harithax is just going to like sort of look around and just little cocoon in their in their hand, just crunch it. And my tendrils wrap around me like an egg and then burst open as a giant jet black T-Rex it emerges in the center of the lounge of ultimate questing. Yes, and you're going to be smashing through some of the upper floor because this is this is a bar. It's not like a 20-foot hall ceiling. Mm, will I take damage from that, or am I just going to bring the building down around us? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's fair. You want to change your mind on that there, No, buddy? don't. Do it, do it, do it, do it. I am not. I have it in my hand. I'm clearly right. not saying no to this idea. I think, I think I'm going to do it. Yeah. Do yeah. it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I mean that—that's a hell of a queen's yeah. gambit. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. All right, the ceiling cracks and buckles. Some of the supports snap, and debris, wood, and drywall begin to kind of crumble down over the over the bar. You're gonna take seven bludgeoning damage just from smashing into the ceiling with such velocity. I need dino stats. Yeah. All right, seven bludgeoning. I will uh, I will lower my tail to the ground so that if my party wants to, they can run up me like a scaly escalator <laughs> to get to the second floor. Okay. That brings us to Arvid. Okay. Arvid will misty step to the exit. From there, whistle for Morty. Open the door. Uh, use bonus action to become a ram and run swiftly away from the scene. Wow. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> one moment while I fetch another animal to transform you into. <laughs> Yay. 
I would like I, I, the intention is for he's he's going to go get the hydrovore and and charge back in if he can do that or just to the door. We'll see what happens in however many rounds it takes. Hmm. All right. So with a flash of fey magic, you reappear outside of the door. You hear the clamoring of Morty's paws coming behind you, but he's much slower than your teleportation magic. And you fully ram out. Yep. So that was 30 feet to exit. And then, you know, I've got 50 speed normally, but I guess as a ram, it's probably like 30, right? 45? I I think it's 40. Yeah. But you can use that full move because it was a bonus action to Misty Step. And uh, you make it pretty much all the way to your stables. Cool. Very good. Next in the initiative order is Artyom Volkov. Excellent. You're in the middle of a room filled with enemies. There's also a T-Rex. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's a T-Rex right now. It's like <sighs> sitting across the table from you. <laughs> uh, all right. It's still holding the drink it was drinking earlier. <laughs> this little T-Rex arm, which no longer reaches its mouth. Sure, all the rest of your gear changed, but just the cup. <laughs> it's not part of my gear. <laughs> I have it attuned to the cup. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing with something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, works for me. Artyom's going to flick his moth to the flame symbol, and the moth's going to fly out into the middle of the room, explode into a chakram, and then that chakram's going to resonate with light until it bursts with the radiance of dawn. All right. And is that a constitution or a deck save? That is going to be a con save. And what is the area of effect? It is 30 feet. 30 foot radius? 30 foot radius. Very good. At a glance, it looks like you'll hit all but one guy who's over in the corner. Dangus. Well, let it rip anyway. All right. I'm going to start with the enforcers. Um, They're going to roll their constitution saving throws. The first one is, it's a DC 17, a 16. I believe it is DC 17. All right. First one makes it. Uh, Second one gets an 18. And a 15 fails. Woo! And a 21. Excellent. Well, they got a 22 damage coming at them. 21 damage. And then I'm going to roll real quick for the, the soldiers, the Nexus officers. Cool. It looks like one of them made the save, which was the third one, and I'm going to notate that now. So 22 damage. I'm going to go ahead and drop my spiritual weapon right there next to this human, so he's kind of within reach of some other things. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to wail on that dude. Let's see the attack. That is a 17. That just hits. And I believe casting that at fourth level gives it an extra D8. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go ahead and roll this mess. That is an eight plus a six. So 18. 18. Got it. The chakram just slices through his purple and gold armor and leaves a massive gash as it hovers with sunlight energy. Mm-hmm. And that will make it the enemy's turn. We're going to start with the Nexus officers who all kind of move back to hug the wall and pull out heavy Nexus crossbows and begin firing. They're each going to take one pop shot at each of the party members. Starting with Artyom. A warning flare. That is it. Disadvantage. Ah, 20 followed by a one. (laughs) Very fun. You'll love to see it. Checking my fumble chart. Fumble chart. 
fumble chart. I love the fumble chart song. All right. One of them fires at Artyom and there's a flash of light. And when he should have kind of recocked a new bolt into the crossbow, he instead accidentally releases the bolts and they spill to the ground. Hey. Um, and he's going to have to spend his next turn with disadvantage to attack. Beautiful. The one that's going to shoot at Arvid also rolls a one. Nice. <laughs> These humans, man. Don't send a human to do a robot's job. Am I right? Right. <laughs> My goodness. I literally said at the beginning of this recording, we haven't seen any fumbles in a while. <laughs> like a fucking dipshit. <laughs> All right. He is in a very similar situation to the other one. Apparently this model of Nexus crossbow has a really bad recall necessary. <laughs> I like that they've got like some kind of like clip on the side that's supposed to like allow easy dispensing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just has, it has like a rocket option that just fires them off. It does easily dispense onto the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick release. It shoots them the wrong way. Uh, this one's coming in at Christ. Hey, something higher than the one. That is in fact a 19. Shield. All right. The crossbow bolt explodes as it hits a crystalline shield of magical energy that surrounds you. And this one's coming in at a T-Rex. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm honestly surprised more of them didn't shoot at the T-Rex, but... Oh, T-Rex is going to... It's a 17. Yeah, it, it hits easily. Very good. <laughs> I, I got to say, missing that's the wrong yeah. side of a barn. Six. Uh, you take 11 piercing damage. All right. Uh, I can do math, yep. I like the idea that Nexus upgrades their equipment so often that there is just like one new version that has a horrible, <laughs> untested product. Now we move on to the Pentadrone Enforcers. So one of the Pentadrones is going to basically barely step forward to close the gap between it and Artyom, and the other one is going to move up to Chris. The other two are now flanking the dinosaur, and they're going to spend most of their energy on this giant beast. I've got the health for this, as long as I can maintain my concentration. Right, right. We're going to start with the ones on Chris. Each pentadrone is going to make five attacks, one for each of its huge bladed facets. And as they spin to life like a giant sawmill, you can just feel the energy and vibration coming out from their power core. Also, this is a quick shout out to Trash Mob Minis. He just put out a brand new uh, pentadrone drawing, or it, it was. He's going right out of the book, but it looks fucking awesome, like a battle tank. And he said I could use it as our official art if I credit him. I, awesome. I love, I love, nice. Je- I love Jess's minis. So yeah, much. me too. They're so cool. So that'll be on Discord after or Patreon after this episode comes out. He's a cool guy. I've played with him before. He was on D twenty questions, starting with a crit and a miss, and then an eighteen and a twenty miss miss, and the last one is a sixteen miss. Very nice. So just one crit. Not too bad. I'm so tempted to go for average damage on this. <laughs> so that's 34 slashing damage to Christ. All right. And it takes four <laughs> thunder damage. Ooh, noted. Four Jesus. thunder damage. Consider yourself rebuked. <laughs> four damage. <laughs> and now we're going to have five attacks coming in at Artyom. Hey. That is an 18. Miss. A 25. That's a hit. Uh, 22. I think that's a hit. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 26. Hit. These are just good rolls. And a crit. Oh. Oh, dear. Well, Michael's watching me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw. to tell you. I saw him. All right. All right. This never happens to Artyom. So from the three hits and the crit, 
59 slashing damage. Damn. That's like half my health as a T-Rex. That would just about kill me. Yeah, I'm down to like a third of my health, so that's pretty rad. Each one of these spinning facets hits like a truck. The reputation of the Pentadrone Enforcers is well earned. I'm not optimistic about my T-Rex surviving another round. And honestly, these things have a lower bonus to hit than a lot of the stuff that attacks a group. So the fact that that thing managed to hit Artium four times is like unheard of. And there are 10 attacks coming in at the T-Rex. Yep. So I'm just going to... What's the T-Rex's AC? 13. Thank you. Oh, no. Uh, hit, hit, hit. Yep, that's three. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, so that's five. One miss. Uh, that's eight rolls that you've done now. So that's a total of seven hits. Okay. You want to use the average damage on that? or Yeah. <laughs> As the two Penadrone Enforcers in tandem begin spinning furiously with their rotary facets, slamming into the T-Rex at every possible angle, you take 120 points of slashing damage. Okay. I'm losing T-Rex form one way or the other because that's enough damage that I won't stay in it anymore. But let's see how much of that is T-Rex damage and how much of that is Harathax damage. So what's the average damage of one attack? Uh, 20. Okay, so DC 10 either way. I yes. just need to make seven consecutive concentration checks. Yeah. I have advantage. I'm a Warcaster. Okay. Success. Yes, this was... is to keep Polymorph? This is to keep Polymorph. Okay. Yeah. Because if I lose Polymorph, yes. then it goes to my real health. Okay, I fail on the last the last hit, but it would have knocked me out of T-Rex anyway. Yep. So. so you don't take any extra damage as Harithax, but the T-Rex is gone. I take two as Harithax, actually. That's true. It couldn't absorb all of it. That is true. Maven looks at the scene terrified. He touches his mask and turns invisible. While he vanishes, you hear his footsteps move quickly. You all know Maven is not much of a warrior, but he says he's gotten a little stronger since you've all learned the truth about what he is. And you simply hear him charge into one of the soldiers that are firing crossbows. And it sounds like a body check hits the guy. And he simply falls back and lands in a chair that was in the corner. And that chair suddenly comes to life with teeth (laughs) and tendrils and begins to wrap around him. And you hear the sounds of a spine snapping and crunching as it begins to get consumed by Chester the Mimic. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Chester. Oh, I, I didn't do this soon. Y'all delicious. <laughs> Don't oh. the taste. Wait, is there a thing where like if they actually taste blood, they become evil? <laughs> no. Or am I making that up? That's okay. human, silly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and as the body is consumed, Maven returns to visibility. That brings us to the top of the initiative with Chris Zagrand. All right. Realizing it's time to GTFO, Chris is going to look at all the lights and realize that he is himself shimmering. And in that, he's going to cast invisibility at a fourth level. That means it's going to hit myself, Harothox, Artyom, and Maven. All right. In the flash of an eye, those individuals all disappear from the battlefield. I would like to start heading for the door. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're moving slowly and cautiously to make sure that you don't accidentally get decapitated by one of these massive spinny blades. Probably good. <laughs> but for a moment, it seems like they're unaware of you. That will bring us to Harithax. For a fleeting moment, you had the sensation and primal energy of the T-Rex. 
Well, I mean, that's literally the only reason I'm still alive after that. <laughs> so it definitely worth. It did what it was supposed to. I'm going to shout, Artem, if you can, bring this place down. And then I'm going to duck out from where I spoke and try and move towards the door as well. Okay. You two very cautiously moving with care, not to make too much noise, avoid the spinning blades of the pentadrone and the whizzing bolts of the Nexus enforcers and head towards the door. Yep. I think that's about all I've got. All I've got that won't make me visible and dead. Arvid, you find yourself in goat form standing before the stables. Uh... Can I just call him? Can He could break out if he wanted. Yeah, you're pretty sure he's the only thing that's kept him from breaking out is a regular food source and some attention. <laughs> so I will bleat to him a challenge, a fight is a is a foot. Sorry. <laughs> we, no, we demand the bleat. Very good. I'm just going to roll an athletics check for Hydrovore to see if he can bust. He wants to break free. To see if he can bust. See if he can oh, no. bust. Oh, he's so good. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, you just see two massive back hooves kick out as a like a gate that had a metal chain and padlock around it just explodes outward. And this shaggy death horse comes trotting out and it looks at the goat and snorts. The chain is still there, but they didn't accommodate for the fact that the wood would just shatter instead. <laughs> yeah, uh, Arvid bleeds back at him again and starts running towards the fight. All right. And the pounding of mighty hooves comes from around the corner and fills the street outside the lounge of ultimate questing. Morty was about to make the corner and then sees the two of you coming back and immediately does like a puppy spin <laughs> and turns around to go back towards the door. That brings us to Artyom. You are aware that you have become invisible. Somehow I think the robot eyes will help them see through the invisibility. So let's make this one last. Huh? I run towards the exit after everybody else is out and then I drop a fireball right in the middle of the room and dip. Okay. I'm going to roll some dexterity saving throws for all of the people in the area of the fireball. Thank you. I'm going to cast this at fifth level. Fifth level fireball. All right. What's your damage? Oh, right. I probably should have rolled that. (laughs) Excuse me. What's your damage? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So if I'm casting at fifth level, that's two extra D6s. Mm -hmm. So that is 10. Hold on. Six, six, three. Four, three, two, three, one, six. That's 10 more. That's 34. And one more is one. <laughs> so 35. 35. All right. So as you turn to run out the door, dropping the fireball behind you dramatically, you hear the sounds of metal heating rapidly and the sounds of men screaming. And you're not sure exactly how much damage was dealt, but it sounds like it hit pretty hard. The battle's getting intense as the mortal dawn begins to flee the lounge. The power of the pentadrones is overwhelming. The combat rages. It rattles the walls and tears up the floor and ceiling. An explosive ball of fire ignites some furniture. Pieces of wood and debris lie in splinters on the floor. But there's something else. A rumbling. The floorboards begin to quake, and things get quiet just for a moment, before the entire ground seems to explode outward. A blade too long sheathed will rust in its scabbard. But in desperate hours, even old blades, their purpose forgotten, must be drawn again in the face of overwhelming threat. It's all gone tits up. World's tearing itself apart like a rabid dog. If you're reading this, you're someone I trust to know the truth of things. 
and not balk at what needs to be done. You also know I'm no company man. A job's a job, and no paycheck is worth my soul. I've been digging, and a super sleuth I ain't, but that doesn't change what I'm about to say. The commissioner isn't human. I doubt she's mortal. She's something else entirely, hell-bent on something I'm too dumb to put together. The League's no good. The commissioner's pet project, to convert career killers into guard dogs. A corruption I cannot abide. Do not look at the beacon. And the few of you who still wear one. Your bracelet's about to become a shackle. Get it off, at any cost. I managed. So can you. It's a small price to pay. This false dawn is bending will and knee to serve something terrible. And in the throes of their dying selves, the righteous are blooming like blood flowers in the tattered fields of the peace they long labored to sow. Sorry. You know me in wartime correspondence. Can't help myself. I'll drop intel on key strike points and safe houses wherever I can. But if you don't hear from me, it's a safe bet I'm gone. Fight back, but don't fight alone. Make contact, form cells. Stay away from major cities if you have the option. If you can see a league tower, you're too close. If you smell sulfur, get out of there. Death's on the way. This is a foe I hoped I'd never face. But we don't have the luxury of staying our hands. Heroes they were, but now they're hazards to those without the means to defend themselves. Do what you must. In all my years, I never imagined so great a threat. The Five Kingdoms, and now the worlds beyond, are on the brink of something. What? I don't know. But if any of us have the means to stand against it, we are obliged to do so. If you trust me, act now. That goes double for you, Ilithar. Your pal, ST. If you've got a disease, or you're heavy with sin, or your uncle got possessed by a demon again, if you've broken your arm... Testing! Testing! One, two! Hey there, it's me, your old buddy, Mac Blockett, from Mac Blockett's Extra Legal Imports. I'm here to offer your growing business a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to utilize cheap ad time. Maybe you just have a poisonal message or a death threat you need sent to lots of people at once. I ain't picky. Using state-of-the-art borrowing technology, we simply take pre-existing ads and slide yours in the middle like a delicious informative sandwich. But act quick, there's a timer on this deal, and I got a lot of time to unload as fast as possible. Don't ask me why, just ask how to make your advertising dreams come true. Act now for primetime slots for dithers on the drag. You'll know how to contact me if you know how to contact me. Blockets Extra Legal Imports. You didn't get it from me. If you've broken your arm or you've cut off your toe, just call the clerics. Clerics on the go. Clerics on the go. The Divinity Delivery. Call today. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hail, you cuties. 
We just had our first big sit down for the Battle Axis crew and I could not be more excited. We ran a test combat and did some voice workshopping and let me tell you man, I am blown away. I hope you're all as excited for the new season as we are. I'm also excited to bring our brand new legendary patron on. Chandler Harmison, thank you so much for joining our ranks. This week's featured legendary Patreon team is the Moonlight Veil, with Christian Wiseman, Jen Finch, Eerie Luna Rose, and Maisie. They were all instrumental in our growth. Thank you. Speaking of the new season and the legendary teams, I'll be drawing up the new Patreon tiers today. It's going to be an active process, so I can't give you a solid time, but rest assured, this evening or by tomorrow morning, you'll be able to join the Battle Axis roster. If you do, please be sure to join our Discord so that we can coordinate teams, team names, and other details with you, as these new tiers are intended to be audience participation. I look forward to working with you all to make this a really great experience. Watch this episode live tonight at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams at 7pm PST. Laws of my Nuzlocke will be Wednesday this week instead of Tuesday at 6pm PST, so be sure to tune in for that. If you or anyone you know would like to advertise with us or get a personal message on the show, please reach out to us at admin at slapdashstudios.com. But enough out of me, let's get you back to the action. Hey all you cuties, Law here and I've been involved in a project over the past few months helping a dynamic duo of amazing creative minds launch the Kickstarter for their all new AR map building program called Cartographer. Cartographer lets you design 3D maps to utilize in your RPG settings using just your phone, giving you an ever-growing library of assets to help you make your visions of fantasy come to life and share them with the whole world. Map designs as easy as drag and drop and resources are easy to find. You can even look up libraries of pre-made maps and submit and sell your own designs with other users. See what your character sees. View the world from the top down or in first person. Turn the real world into your personal battle map and track conditions and distances easily with built-in tools. Down the road, you may even be able to scan your own terrain and miniatures and use them in the app. The Kickstarter is going until March 28th and the rewards are fantastic. So head to Kickstarter and look for Cartographer. That's C-A-R-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-R. Add new life to your game without changing what's already here. Cartographer, augmented reality for tabletop RPGs. You there, minstrel. Times are hard. Play us a song of Sigmus. I don't think you'd like the songs of Sigmus that I play, good sir. What? I've never heard a song of the Ascended that didn't fill the heart with love and joy. Here then. Have a silver crown. Give us a song of our lord. As you wish, sir. The land on the borders grew faded and dry And the four outer kingdoms knew fear The grass was much greener beyond the god's wall Where Camarian rivers ran clear They pleaded for land and for food to survive But their plight was the fault of their crowns So wise Chimus told them that Sigmus does test So return to your churches and towns then Dorin and Danmus raised scepter and axe And sought out to take that they felt that was due But Chimus did weep to shed blood of his brothers And the war of three kingdoms was new 
Leon in the south with soft heart and strong blade rode north to demand there be peace. A war between siblings their father forbade, but the battles moved into the east. Chimus called for his brothers, ride back to your homes and leave this fair kingdom to thrive. Leon pleaded, brother, I'm here to defend. We need not take our true siblings' lives. But Doran and Danmis refused to retreat. Their people were starving and ill. So the war of four kingdoms would come to arise, and the blood of four brothers would spill. Alkira was watching afar in the north, for her needs and her duty were torn. But her love for young Leon would stoke her gold flame, and the war of five kingdoms was born. She summoned an army of wyverns and scarabs and rode to the heart of the world. So brother and sister and brother and brother did clash with their banners unfurled. And so he looked down, Sigmas the ascended, and saw that his children had turned the land red. The pact of his borders and lands had been broken, and soon all his children would find themselves dead. So he summoned his power and ire and might, and sent down a great rain of white flame to cleanse free Camaris of conflict and rage, but the land would never be the same. So the siblings rode back to the world's four corners and wept as they'd witnessed their fears. For river and valley and lake of Chimaris were reduced into ashes and tears. Chimaris once bursting with life and lush forests, reborn as a wasteland of fire and stone. And Chimus, the eldest who simply defended, was stripped of his kingdom and throne. He used all his power to push back the wrath and save his poor people from doom. But the power demanded had cast Chimus down to a new throne inside of a tomb. And prophecy states, if a war does return, that rages in all of the five. The wrath of God Sigmus may awaken the past, as Lord Chimus may still be alive. I told you you wouldn't like it. There is a living thing exploding out from the floor of the Lounge of Ultimate Questing. Its pale-textured hide seems strange but familiar. Its huge tendrils shoot outward, filling the tavern, wrapping around pentadrones and nexus officials. Hundreds of tiny mushroom caps sprout from its body. <laughs> this creature is made of fungus. You saw it once before in a bunker deep in the Winter Throne Mountains. It was the weapon of the Shroombara to protect their kingdom. Back then, it was just a few inches tall. But now, here... Emerging from below the lounge, it pushes against the ceiling as it attacks the intruders to help protect the mortal dawn. It's Supreme Overlord Inoki. 
That's awesome. A Noki Gundam. <laughs> Can we yeah. just accept the fact that with all the fire in that room, it smells so fucking good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like roasty mushroom smell. And meat from the dead people. And wood smoke. <laughs> it's like bacon bits. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now the mortal dawn is exiting the lounge of ultimate questing. We are going to enter a skill challenge as you flee through the streets of Lucinilli to escape the Pentadrone enforcers. Our run the fuck away skill challenge. We're going to keep the same initiative. The top of the skill challenge, we've got Chris. This way, everyone, towards the dawn. And as that's happening, he's actually doing really fucking amazing parkour. It almost looks like ballet-esque. And at the end of it, he just gets really sad. And I wish someone could have seen that. Let's do the roll, because that's the other important part. Right. 18. 18 total? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. You all hear the encouraging, charming, and almost magical words of Christ fill you with resolve and tenacity to escape. That brings us to Harithax. Harithax is going to tap into their magic. I'd like to cast Shadow of Moil, which suppresses lights around me to sort of shroud us in slightly deeper darkness. Okay. And then use a survival check to navigate through the streets and draw as little attention to us as possible. Okay, let's see the roll. So rather than rolling, I want to use my Harispec's ability. And Harithax has seen this in a vision already. They know where pursuers are going to be and people that we need to look out for. And Harithax will lead the group down streets that are more or less empty through the darkness. Very good. Total of 20. Vision makes so much more sense now that you're actually living it. Right. <laughs> so well, you've. That's why I was terrified. Mm. <laughs> so you seem to expand on the shadows that cling to the buildings and in dark alleys. And you lead the group down some secret paths that even none of you knew about living here all this time. And you do a very good job of aiding the group in avoiding their eyes. And you can hear the sounds of more pentadrones landing on rooftops nearby. They don't so much move with their legs as just teleport around, looking, destroying, and hunting. You also hear the sound of Maven running invisibly behind you, saying, We can stick together. It's going to be okay. Maven, how are they tracking us? This is what they do. Well, how do we get away? Run. That brings us to Arvid. Cool. Actually, I think Arvid's going to use animal handling to try to keep himself following dog who is probably the only one able to perceive the invisible people oh sorry i left about you're a goat right now and i'm just picturing you like handling animal yourself (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was i was imagining i was imagining animal handling to get morty goat arvid and hydrovore running in like a perfect like wedge formation yes keeping us together and also because dog is probably the only one able to perceive the party right now Mm -hmm. right if you're all invisible. Yeah, I don't know. Your demon horse might be able to, too. Oh, oh fuck yeah. No, he's, he doesn't have specialize. So, yeah. Animal handling. Yeah, here we go. Invisibility. It doesn't stop the smell. <laughs> well, oh, that's a 17 total. That's all right. Good. You do a surprisingly good job as a goat to kind of become the leader of this weirdest three animal <laughs> pack that ever ran through the streets of the city. You got a giant dog, a giant horse, and a giant ram. There's some little kid in one of the buildings trying to explain this to their mom and she does not believe him. I love the callback to the, what was it like early, early chapter where there was the stampede of horses through and now there's a stampede of goat, horse and dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a very early episode, like episode two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first skill challenge. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. That leads us to Artyom Volkov. Excellent. Artyom, while running as fast as he can and getting ready to jump onto Arvid's back, just simply puts his hand on his holy symbol and says, I don't ask you for much, mostly because you keep giving me things without being asked, but uh, maybe you can give us a little bit of help. And I call upon my god to increase the heat of the fire and melt the pentadrone enforcers. Okay, okay. I'm gonna, would a religion check work for that? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That is a 15 plus 4 for 19. Very good. I'm trying to figure out if I should describe this because none of you can see it happening. <laughs> all right. You're all running to the east through the port of Lucinilli. And unbeknownst to all of you, somewhere further to the west, one city block in particular is burning quite brightly. Back at the top of the initiative, we have Christ. You hear the sounds of metal feet landing around the corner that's coming up, and the sounds of some of wooden support beams getting shredded to ribbons as more of these constructs appear, seeking, their red eyes glowing in the dark. Ooh, okay, okay. As we are running and Chris is getting that that sense from the earth that these things have landed and are, are about to hit us. As he's running, he's holding out a hand and just like hoping and praying and drawing upon the magic within him. And he's going to unleash a shatter, but this time it is a lightning one. It's going to short circuit them. Nice. I like it. So let's see an arcana check. That's a 27. Jeez, (laughs) very good. So electricity arcs between the huge facets of the two pentadrones around the next corner. The night for a moment becomes bright right in front of you and their eyes flash from red to yellow to orange and you hear the sounds of error alarms blaring from them and you run between them without them having time to react before the electricity stops frying their circuits. Yes. And as you and the group pass through, two of you now turning visible from your offensive actions. Uh, You hear the sound of Reginald 419, who's fluttering behind you all, saying, There are many more monitors out here. I am not alone. They are watching us from many angles. Reggie, I don't suppose there's any chance that you're under the influence of this light. I'm super good, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna keep it 100. (laughs) That brings us to Harithax. Okay. I'm gonna keep concentrating on Shadow of Moil so that we can stay hidden. As we run past those two short-circuiting pentadrones, Harthax is going to run up to one of them and just take my hand, Mm -hmm. and it fragments into little tendrils, which I want to just dig into all of its like core systems, and I want to try and channel my hand into that sort of viral data spike that we used when we were digital beings, Mm -hmm. and I want to try and get this pentadrone to trigger an alarm somewhere away from us and like go charging off as if it sees us and draw it away. Can I use Arcana to do that? That's very interesting. Chris just used Arcana. So why don't you give me a spell casting check? All right, let's do it. I'm screwed. Ah, for good reason. What? Do you have like plus eight? Yeah, I've got plus nine. I rolled a three. That's a 12. Okay. I assume I can't use my league inspiration. Would that be would that be an accurate accurate thing? I'm glad you asked. That is not there in the slightest. Once your bracelet was removed, it is robbed from you. Yeah, I I suspected as much since that's where it came from, but I figured I'd ask. Mm -hmm. Clarity for the audience. 
you do manage to sink the universal interface of tiny sharp things yes. <laughs> into its core and you fuck with some shit and alarms do start going off, but it just starts spinning out of control. You take a couple of cuts and it begins knocking into a building, which it's going to tear to the ground in a very short amount of time, <laughs> causing a ton of noise at this street intersection. All right. Well, it'll make a distraction at least. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> it, folks. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and your hand starts to attempt to consume this hunk of like coppery wire and glowing stone. You know what? Go for it. <laughs> it. It's trying, but it's not enjoying the food in the slightest. That brings us to Arvid the goat. Okay. Arvid's going to run real fast. That's an athletics check for running real fast. <laughs> that is very straight and simple and to the point and effective. You're a goat, not a hedgehog. <laughs> Got a goat fast. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh, and I was punished. No. P- punished. Oh, yeah. No. The, the, the gods of. Of, yeah, the puns. Um, so that's a that's a critical. That's a one. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, so that's two failures. <gasps> Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's okay. It's good. We we did well at the start. This just adds dramatic tension. <laughs> it does indeed. So you're trying to clear a path for the rest of the group. You're further ahead than anyone. You were running before anyone even got out the door in a brave way. <laughs> <laughs> you're leading a pack of two more giant animals, right. and uh, you see up ahead what looks like a large wagon full of vegetables is blocking the exit to the alley that you're all stuck in. And you're like, I can ram this no problem. And you do. And it succeeds. You manage to splinter the two wheels, but you spill to the ground tons of tiny radishes and little potatoes. And people begin to start sliding and tripping on these small round tubers. (laughs) But the path has been cleared. Does give them some more time to catch up though. As you enter a much wider street. That brings us to Artyom. Oh boy. You know, Artyom does some really fancy hand movements, largely just for show. Mm-hmm. And then he claps his hands together. And as he opens them up, a dozen or so lights arrange themselves into a chain, which he then flicks forward and they all turn into celestial guardians to try and block the way. Ooh, interesting. I like all your fancy hand motions happen while you're still invisible. <laughs> <laughs> and when you come out of it, you are completely visible. But go ahead and roll me a spell casting check for your guardian spell. Okie dokie. I just picture Naruto. I'm sorry. That's yeah, fair. Same. Oh, my God. I'm glad we're all together here. <laughs> that is a 11 plus eight do. All right. So as the group trips and slides and runs through the fallen vegetable cart and out into the main street, You see a group of Nexus Enforcers starting to charge down after you, hearing the sound. But where they run is then filled with these ghostly figures that look like ancient Drav warriors that simply cut them down and barricade the exit to the alley, trapping them in combat with the ghosts. Nice. The group has passed the skill challenge to not be assassinated by Pentadron Enforcers. You've made quite an escape, and they did not ambush you and catch you by surprise to the point of your own death. But as you enter the main street, there are more flashes of light as dozens of new shiny pentadrone enforcers appear, zeroing in on your location. Maven struggles against a pair of guards that had caught up with him. He's unable to keep pace with your athleticism. As he grapples against the guards, he shouts out at you. Reginald! Reginald, get them out of here! Don't worry about me. Just meet me at the beacon! I know you'll find a way. You have friends. 
We can do this. Reginald 419 appears in a flash, dodging tentacles and huge bladed limbs before his eye begins to emit a blinding red light. Don't worry, I've got you. Is the last thing you hear before you're pulled into the cold darkness of the pocket dimension as the city and the lounge of ultimate questing gets torn to the ground piece by piece. Well, folks, if you're still tuned in, and I hope you are, that means you're enjoying our all-night marathon of the best of battles and quintessential quests from the LUQ archives, as well as exciting news regarding the Renegade League team and who's in hot pursuit. Who needs sleep when there's this much entertainment? Not me. Now let's check in with some of this week's sponsors, so stay tuned. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine. I just... I just need a little break. Let's, uh, let's roll some of the long commercials while I, while I take a breather. Come on, Kip. This is the broadcast of your dreams. Stay focused. Power through the exhaustion. You're the face. You're the voice. The people love you. Kip. Kip, are you there? It's me, Storm. Storm? Storm, is that you? Where are you? Are you Okay. What's going on? Pleasure by, Killigan. This kind of message ain't cheap, and I don't have much time. Sorry. I'm just assuming you started Gamma in there. I can't hear you. Something's wrong. The commissioner's lost it. You need to get out of there. You're in danger, kid. I repeat, you are in danger. You have to leave now. Please. Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming. Get those crossbows loaded. This is important. Kip, you can do this. I believe in you. What? Storm? Storm, come back! Oh, Storm, I'm so confused. Oh, no. Not yet. Uh, well, folks, uh, what we have here is... I... I just don't know. Folks, I have no idea whatsoever what is happening. But just stick around, and I promise I'll figure it out. I have a duty to keep you up to date on all of the League happenings, good or bad. Whatever it is, there's more going on than meets the eye, and we could very well be in for a wild ride. And Storm, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I know what I have to do. Kip Gilligan, signing out. My etouffee! <laughs> it wasn't even yours. <laughs> but his cook. You know what they did, though? Mm. They just pissed off a French chef. That's a bad idea. Ooh. <laughs> Another asset. <laughs> Jean-Pierre just became an asset. He's, he's worked, like, every day for the past year. He's probably uh-huh. ready for a vacation. Mm. Sam, I think you're up. Squam. Squam. Hi, everybody. We are the members and players and DM of the League of Ultimate Questing. Yeah, we are. Those are roles that we have. <laughs> I'm Sam. I'm playing Arvid Ulfmoon. He is a level eight barbarian level two druid. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> My name is Michael Loving. I play Harathax, the 10th level dragonborn warlock. I am also functioning producer for today's recording session zach is in his isolation booth the foducer yeah the foducer yeah 
Hi, I'm Alante. I play Krista Grand, the Christian Sorcerer and Creation Bard, also Master of the Visibilities and In Thereof. <laughs> yeah. The Visant. The Visant. The, the Visant Visant Resident. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Not that again. Not that again. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> I'm Zach Barkas. I play Artem Volkov, the Cleric of Sunlight. I am also the Technical Director for Slapdash Studios. I'm Law. I'm the Dungeon Master of the LUQ, the Wrecker of T-Rexes, uh, and the Creative Director of Slapdash Studios. And I just want to say thank you to Sam Hediger, the Editor. <laughs> <laughs> Not you're again. The, you're the T-Rex. Yes, the T-Rex. The T-Rex. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's nice. So we've all played this game for you today, and uh, we just want to <laughs> fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> I love your outro. Uh, it's one of the few things in this world that makes me laugh out loud. They're charming. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening to us. You can look into our uh, doings further on our Discord. There's like a Twitter and Facebook, pretty much everything you could you could want. You can find links to all of these on the LUQ.com. And let's see. No, no exciting events, right? Nobody has any. It's COVID. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Any new projects or anything? Well, I wish. Yeah. I mean, we're all busy with a lot of stuff creative wise. but <laughs> Not a lot we can share. You'll probably know about it or don't. Oh my. Yep, that's the case. They know about it or they don't. <laughs> look to the mid-roll if you don't know. We couldn't do this without you, and we look forward to growing and questing together. Thank you. We wish you luck. Yeah.